Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Chest of Pope podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Ortiz, and today we will be talking about ways to fight for women's rights. Our guests today are Hadil and Irwa. And first off, we will be speaking with Hadil. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. So, Hadil, tell us more about yourself. I'm a freshman at university. I attend Columbia University, and I'm a freshman. And as this is my first semester, I've been completely online. Yeah, that's definitely one of the drawbacks of COVID. And Columbia is in New York, right? Yes. So when um, when COVID restrictions have been lifted, are you excited to go to New York and continue studies there? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah? I can imagine. That would be super exciting. Um, what are you going to school for? I'm studying biomedical engineering. Biomedical engineering? What What is that exactly? I guess it would be engineering in the context of medicine. I think that biomedical engineering is a pretty broad field. It includes a variety of different subfields, so it could include creating prosthetics for people who need it, genetic engineering, tissue engineering, uh, and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> is there is there a focus, like, do you have something that you are ready to focus on, or are you still kind of putting your feelers out there and just, you know, jumping into to that line of um, study? I haven't really decided yet, but genetic engineering sounds really appealing. Genetic me. engineering? Mm-hmm. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> no, but that sounds, I mean, that's that's really, really impressive. Um, so um, I just want to ask you a couple of questions about, you know, um, about you and, and, you know, ways to fight for women's rights and that sort of thing. Um, how, how are you passionate or why are you passionate about helping people? I think that it's just the right thing to do. If you see anyone in trouble, you know, it could be you in that position. So that's why it's important to me to help others if I can, because it could have been me in that situation. Mm -hmm. If I was in that situation, I would want others to help. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a lot of these situations that happen. It could happen to any of us. Um, That's absolutely correct. What what made you want to start helping people? Was it seeing the work that your mom does um, here at Chesta Hope? Was it um, you witnessed some somebody being a victim to abuse or or, or violence or, or bullying or something like that that made you want to stand up and say, hey, this isn't right, what are you doing? I think it's a combination of what I've seen from my mom and then certain instances in my life. Um, since I was young, my mom has always taught me to stand up for myself and others if I see something wrong. And as a woman in STEM, I really enjoy seeing other women in STEM because it's not something that it's not as common as as I would like it to be Mm -hmm. so I feel like those experiences contribute to why I advocate for women so what is what is what is STEM exactly so STEM is science technology engineering and mathematics okay and And that sounds like it's definitely a field that has been pretty male-dominated for a long time yeah definitely yeah so oh that I mean that's do you do you ever talk about about STEM um, to other female you know women students or, or things like that to maybe that are undecided or, or maybe that that don't even think that that's that's an area of study that might interest them because it is so male dominated. Yes, so I graduated from West High, which has a space and engineering academy called SCA, and every year they host an event called Girls Night in which they invite girls from the local middle schools and give them an introduction to engineering and encourage them to apply to the program. 
And I believe that all throughout all four years of high school, I volunteered at girls' night. And it was really fun not only hanging out with the girls we invited over, but encouraging them to join and sharing my positive experience in the SEA. Now, you said they were middle schoolers that would come to the high school. And so, like, so they're young, they're impressionable, they're excited. This is a field that maybe wasn't discussed with them just because of, um, of, you know, those typical gender roles that kind of haven't gone away yet, those ideas. Um, so like, and like you were saying, there's not a whole lot of women in, in that field. So was it exciting to see like their young, bright eyes, just like, oh my gosh, like I could do this or I could do that. And I mean, was, is that something that you saw with them or, or? Yeah. A lot of them were excited about engineering and excited about the possibilities about, of what they could pursue. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely amazing to see that. Now I have another question. Um, did you ever see like the junior high girls that come in and everything? Were they ever like um, given the cold shoulder or or talked down to or anything like that, or, or has it has it just been nothing but positive experiences during the event? Yes, during like during the event or or like how you said that the middle schoolers would come in, they check out the programs and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, is, was it a very safe environment, or do you think that there was ever a point that any of those girls may have felt intimidated or bullied or anything? It was a very positive environment, but uh, I could, I would say that a lot of the girls were a little nervous about going into STEM mm-hmm. because it's a very intimidating field because it's, uh, it's very difficult and it's male dominated. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them were unsure about whether they wanted to pursue STEM, but of course we encouraged them to just try it out. And then, and then you end up seeing familiar faces later on. And yeah. You, yeah. That, that's got to make you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. So now talking a little bit about um, bullying or, um, you know, maybe a young lady getting discouraged by something that was said to her, you know, especially like, like we mentioned before, you're in a field that's male dominated. Um, have you ever counseled or given advice to someone who was maybe thinking about, um, you know, ending the program just because they felt pressure from from male, you know, a male stigma or, or that sort of thing? I don't know anyone who, or any girls that were considering dropping out of the program. So I want to say that I think it's really admirable that um, you, you're you getting into a field that is very much male-dominated. And, and now outside of school and... Um, you know, engineering and STEM and all that stuff, and just your everyday life. Have you ever witnessed a young person being subjected to abuse, whether verbal or physical, and were you able to stand up for that some person, for someone being picked on? Off the top of my head, I can think of this one instance. It was at some sort of community event, mm-hmm. and there's this one girl, she's being picked on by another person, and she was getting called names, stupid, dumb, and no one was really doing anything about it. How cruel. Yeah. The person who was calling her these names, she had a reputation for being mean and a bully. But no one was really doing anything. So I just told her not to do that. And I asked her how she would feel if I talked to her like that. Wow. That's, I mean, that took a lot of courage to stand up to somebody. So good job. Good on you. That's good. Don't stop doing that. People need, the world needs more people like you. Um, where do you get your courage from? 
I am not too sure. My mom, she like I said, she always encouraged me to stand up for myself and others because, you know, how would, she kind of drilled it into my head. Like, how would I feel if people treated me that way? That's why I should stand up for others. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, you know, it's wrong for someone to be able, there's for someone to call another person names like that and degrade them like that because there's really no real reason for that to be mm-hmm. able to happen. Yeah. No, you're absolutely correct. Um, now I have another question. Um, you know, we've we've interviewed your mom here on the show before, and we've talked about um, traditional family roles and values and that sort of thing. Um, how is dating viewed as a youth in your family? I would say that my parents kind of value education over things like dating. Since I was little, my parents emphasized the importance of education over distractions like dating. And... I feel like this has affected the way I think and the way I prioritize things in my life. Uh, throughout high school, my main goal was to focus on getting an education. And while I did have time to socialize with my friends and talk to my peers and everything like that, I always thought that I should be focusing on my education. And I feel like this does relate back to women's advocacy and empowerment because, well, for me specifically, I was focusing on STEM which is an extremely lucrative field. There's a lot of money in STEM. And I think by focusing on STEM myself and by hopefully encouraging other girls to pursue careers in STEM, we're like helping economically empower ourselves, which can prevent us from being stuck in potentially dangerous and terrible home situations. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I absolutely love it. Economic empowerment through through science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think that's great because I mean, you know, it 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 gives that power back to the woman to say like, hey, you know, if they if unfortunately they do happen to be in a domestic violence situation or or an unfit home life or or whatever, you know, to be like, I can support myself. I I made that decision to focus on school, and now I don't. I I need myself and nobody else. Mm-hmm. you know and I think that's great I think that's great you know so thank you so much um I really appreciate you being here today and telling us your story and I mean I definitely learned a lot about engineering and and the science community for sure <laughs> so thank you again so thank you to Hadil and now we're gonna speak with Irwa hi Irwa how are you doing today hi I'm good how about you I'm doing great thank you for being here yeah, of course <laughs> all right so so, Irwa, I have some questions for you. Tell us about yourself. So, um, I'm a first-year community college student, and I'm hoping to major in computer science, but um, I also have like business or accounting as a backup. Uh, and, yeah, I'm currently working at a front desk at a hotel, and I'm sort of balancing those two as of right now. So, um, you as well as Hadil were, went to West High and were in the space and engineering um, academy. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me more about your experience with that? Um, she talked about, like, she talked about bringing in the middle school girls and how um, that was that was really um, a great way to get women into um, knowing, or you know, young girls getting to know more about about STEM and and that sort of thing. Were you ever involved in those events? And 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 what did you see? So I personally didn't go to any of the the middle school nights where they brought in um, younger girls, but they did have a lot of community sort of building activities. And um, 
I think it was very useful in sort of STEM is sort of a field that's known for being a little male heavy. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of females in that program or in that program in general. Mm-hmm. But it was a really useful way to find other women in STEM. And I think building that community, that network with people who have a similar experience too, is very, very important. So were you able to bring um, women in that are already in the field and successful and that sort of thing to talk to students? We actually, yeah, they did um, coordinate some field trips at the Livermore Lab, and I met, like, a lot of amazing women who are in STEM. Yeah, I bet that was really inspiring. Yeah. It is. It, yeah. That, that was it was prob- amazing to see. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And then, now, talking about women's advocacy and leadership and, and ending violence against women and, and things like that, um, have you ever witnessed a young person being um, bullied or um, verbally abused or even physically abused and and were you able to step up and help them? I haven't like personally seen it but I have seen cases one of my co-workers for example she um, sort of was in a relationship that wasn't too great for her Mm -hmm. and he was sort of encouraging her not to work not to have her own income just to sort of depend on um, him solely and I told her that that seemed kind of suspicious and that she probably should have her own sort of run money or Backup yeah. that she could rely on just in case things go south. Yeah, absolutely. So all you were like red flag yeah. here, red flag yeah, there. Like, like maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard when you when you're on the outside looking in and you see like people like, Hey, this yeah. isn't this isn't healthy, like this is you know, we gotta mm-hmm. you gotta figure out and being encouraging to those people, you know. Yeah, like, without being sort of condescending. Exactly. Sort of the fine line I was trying to walk on. Yeah, was, and it's and it's difficult. It's yeah. absolutely difficult because you don't want people to make to think that you you know you're all up in their business mm-hmm. and that you're just you're just trying to be nosy and like show them that you generally actually care yeah. and you want to see um them them do better for themselves especially mm-hmm. you know other women um so where where do you um get your courage from you know we talked to this about this with Hadil like where do you get your courage from um and for being a strong woman you're you're sitting right in front of me I can see that you're a strong young woman where do you get that strength and that courage from um, Probably my mom. She, um, she's she been working with the Chest of Hope for a while, like ever since I was in third grade, I believe. Oh, wow. So, I've, yeah, I have just sort of grew up seeing her do this work or being a part of this organization and seeing how it's grown and how she's grown along with it was just really inspiring and I think really shaped me as a person. So you grew up in the advocacy community? Yeah, and sort of just like watching it from the outside, just being like, what are you doing? And she'd be like, I'm doing Chest of Hope work. And I'm like, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. really good because yeah, but no, it's important for our daughters to see these things, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and it's well, and sons, but I think that's I think that's really awesome. I think your mom's a really great lady, by the way. Um, so what we talked about this also with Hadil. Talk to me about how dating is viewed in your family as a youth. So Hadil and I are both Muslims, so our dating is very taboo. It's like no, don't do it. You just are single and then you get married is sort of (laughs) you're single and then you get married yeah there's no in between no it's like you're single you go to school you get married yeah that's sort of the pathway that most people take obviously they're like like supervised dates and stuff that happen in between so you're not marrying a complete stranger but yeah that's generally the pathway that's taken oh my gosh even for you to use the term complete stranger yeah (laughs) for some people it's complete strangers really yeah but that's more like you know more traditional yeah like okay okay mm-hmm. I see what you're saying but yeah it depends <laughs> so 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 going through high school like you um it was very very it was just focus on school yeah. and that's it yeah um which maybe at the time did it 
feel like you weren't able to do the things that your peers were getting to do or were you understanding of it was it just kind of like okay well that's just the way it is you know not really I feel like most of the relationships I witnessed in high school were utter train wrecks so <laughs> it was sort of I could just be on the outside and be like haha I don't have to deal with that yeah right (laughs) yeah that was most of my experience with that well that I mean no that's that's good um there's there's a lot of um families that that don't really pay that close attention and don't Mm -hmm. you know really push their kids to do well in school and kind of just have that attitude of like I just need to get them raised and out of the house you know so I think that's really cool that there's so much focus on um doing well in school and and like we were talking about before, um, and you had mentioned as well, with STEM being such a male-dominant um, field, bringing women into STEM is a way of empowering them economically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you What do you feel about that? I mean, is that is that something that you concur? Yeah. Or, or... Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. Like one of the main reasons I'm going into the major that I'm going into is because of economic stability, mm-hmm. and that's something that's just really important to me because I want to be able to survive on my own two feet and not rely on someone else. Uh-huh. Which I feel like relying on someone else is a big part of why domestic abuse victims stay with their. Oh, abusers. absolutely, I agree with you. So. Being able to stand in your own two feet and provide for yourself is very important. Now, I have a question. In your field of um, engineering field, what kind of humanitarian work is done out there? Like, well, do you ever get like, oh, we need somebody to volunteer or we have this sort of thing? You know, like like you always hear like people that are going through med school. They can mm-hmm. go, you know, somewhere and volunteer and help and, and do that sort of thing. Is there that sort of thing in the engineering field for people to maybe travel abroad and do and do humanitarian works, you know, either in the community or out in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really interesting question. I personally, like, I've looked at study abroad abroad programs with UCs and whatnot, mm-hmm. and not a lot of them included humanitarian work, but in my own experience, for the SCA, um, the Space and Engineering Academy, we actually did build a shoe rack for the Chest of Hope. We had, um, our senior project was to do something for a charity or an organization and do an engineering project for them. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that's sort of an experience I have with that. So was it like, so when you said it was an engineering product, did you guys have to design it yeah. from the ground? Oh, wow. So we okay. did, like, 3D modeling to sort of create it, and then we showed it to Merlin and sort of, like, got it approved and went on to build it. And it's currently in the thrift store, yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. I like that full circle involvement, and, and it's, it's an area that you wouldn't think, like, oh, building a shoe rack yeah but that's a legitimate thing you know especially Mm -hmm. if you're having to like start from square one like okay what do we want this design to look like because I mean you got the angles Mm -hmm. the length and all that stuff that I didn't study in high school (laughs) (laughs) but so I think I think that's really cool and then and then it coming back around to the to chest of hope that's that's super cool like yeah yeah the main thing with engineering is sort of finding an issue and finding like a logical and reasonable way to resolve it so I feel like that applies to a lot of charities in a lot of different aspects that's a great point of view I like that I like that well now I have a question so we talked about like how dating is viewed in your family and it's supposed to be more focused on um, school and no distractions of, you know, being in a relationship. Now, now that you're in college, you know, you might get friends that come to you with advice about relationships and that sort of thing. Um, Have you ever been afraid that people might 
judge you because you don't have any dating experience or anything like if they come up to you and say like you know what did you do in this situation I don't know what to do and then you're like well I've, I've never dated I've focused solely on school you know do you ever worry that 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 would take away from um from being able to to give advice to somebody who's trapped in their situation mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting because like if I do see something toxic and call it out oftentimes the person is unable to see the toxic toxic sort of environment that they're in mm-hmm. and they can very easily refute that by being well you've never been in a relationship and then just continue on in the toxic relationship yeah so um that is something that I think about it's never happened but I think that's a very easy path for people to take but I'll, I think from an outsider perspective a lot of being a relation being in a relationship is just not being a garbage human to the other human right so you know through normal social social interactions through friends and family relationships and stuff I have sort of learned how to not be a garbage human yeah (laughs) so it's not too hard to be like hey that's sort of mean maybe they shouldn't be doing that right right and giving relationship advice through that lens and maybe I mean and it might even give you a leg up because you can be like hey this doesn't look right to me yeah you know this it's a lot of red flags that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. here and 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 you deserve better and yeah that sort of thing so I'm I, I can kind of see how it could go both mm-hmm. ways, but honestly, like, and maybe just giving them advice of, you know what, maybe, maybe your relationship isn't the best thing for you. Maybe you do need to focus on school and I know how to, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an expert yeah. in the no relationship focus on school. I will yeah. hold your hand. <laughs> I will lock you in a room with a math textbook. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, but from talking to you and everything else, I think that, you're you're a smart, independent woman, and we need more of those. We need more strong, independent women to be role models with with you know how you guys were doing with the middle school girls and and even at the community college level. Just just keep staying strong in in the field that that will hopefully not soon be male dominated, but but more more equality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, we really, really do yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you again. So thank you again to Hadil and Erwa for joining us today and speaking about empowering young women and your experiences. Um, so thank you to everyone for listening today. And as always, you can find out more information at chestofhope.org. You can reach out to us at the Chest of Hope helpline at 209-259-5552 and the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. And as always, like, subscribe, and follow for more Chest of Hope podcasts. Take care and be safe, everybody.